Everything uh, I know about Christmas in Los Angeles, I learned from Die Hard. John Hoven has agreed to do this interview from the Nakatomi Plaza, so he joins us now. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing outstanding. You know, uh, plenty of hockey left before it's Christmas, so good to go. Uh, before we get into the team, I like to ask people these questions on this week. Uh, L.A. Kings participation at World Juniors. Well, you have three players, uh, Team Canada, Brant Clark. Uh, of course, he's going to be part of the power play and probably play second pairing. Uh, then we'll have to see where he goes from there, if he returns to the LA Kings or uh, back to the OHL by chance. So he'll be representing Team Canada. He previously won a gold medal with them uh, at the under-18s, back when uh, Mike Southers, former former Kings uh, coach down in the minor leagues, uh, was, was, was with Team Canada. On the U.S. team, you have Kenny Connors, uh, college hockey player, drafted by the LA Kings last summer. Uh, and he scored a goal in the uh, prelim game against Sweden just yesterday. So Connor's probably on the fourth line. Uh, he's having an outstanding freshman season, and that probably earned him a spot. Uh, back in the summer, he was potentially on the outside looking in, uh, but he was able to make the final cut of 25. So uh, see Kenny Connors there. And then Otto Salin uh, for Team Finland, uh, representing, and I'm sure making uh, former King or current King Scout, former NHL player, Christian Rutu proud, uh, representing Team Finland. So those are the three L.A. Kings this year. The numbers are down quite a bit from, uh, you know, what the Kings have had representing them over the last. You there? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Looks like we've lost Hoven. That's all right. Jake will try and get him back. Um, yeah, that's one of eight in the NHL tonight. I used to do shows years ago where the cell phones would drop like every other interview, and this was just the reality, and you could hope you get them on a landline. Um, but cell technology is a lot better, but I don't know if storms are creating a problem or not. But, yeah, that is one of eight in the NHL tonight. Things are picking up in the Pacific Division. I called them out a couple days ago. Calgary got much-needed wins, but they were over San Jose, but it's four points that they got that they needed and Edmonton got a much-needed victory last night, um, which really benefited them. So you basically got five teams running now in the Pacific as well. We've got Hoven here. Johnny, you're back? Yeah, I guess I was lost in this winter storm or something. I don't know. I'm in the weird vortex of winter. Who knows? Is it bad weather in L.A. too? No, it's beautiful. I just, uh, oh. I, you know, anybody you talk to outside of the state of California, they're all complaining about the weather and uh, the snow and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. But, no, it's uh, it's a beautiful 75. It might even hit 80 here today, so it's great. I don't know. Maybe go for a dip in the pool or something. Um, so, yeah, well, we were just wrapping up on the on the, the junior situation. And, yeah, some of your players have just gotten older than that tournament, and that bodes well for the future. Hopefully we see them in the Kings lineup. You joined me a couple weeks ago, and I asked you about rumors about Trevor Moore getting a deal done. The deal got done, and he got paid. That's just a terrific story. He's an admirable sort who's had to work for everything he got, and he got life-altering money. That's terrific. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, uh, Southern California native, everybody here in, in, in SoCal knows he's from Thousand Oaks, which is just uh, northwest of where the Kings play in downtown L.A. And, uh, you know, being, being part of that trade uh, out of the Toronto Maple Leaf system that brought him to Los Angeles was a dream come true to, to be able to suit up for, you know, the team that he cheered for as a kid and, uh, he's really found a home, um, and much like Alex Iafalo, uh, there's there, there are a lot of comparables to their game, uh, to how they're utilized within the system, uh, and to their contracts as well. So 
Uh, good on Trevor Moore. Uh, it, it does create some interesting options for the Kings as they move forward um, for, for how to utilize both of those players. Interesting also that uh, Trevor Moore's contract has a, a no-trade clause uh, for, for next season as well. So uh, he, he will definitely be here as the Kings try to maneuver around their salary cap issues going into the 2023-24 season. But uh, there's, there's plenty of hockey left this year before that becomes you know the worry of next summer. Okay, tell me where the club is at, and then we'll get into some specifics. Because winning three in a row is nice, and you needed it in the standings, uh, even though a couple of them were in the shootout and a couple weaker teams in San Jose and Anaheim. But before that, that Sabres game was an absolute mess. That third period just got away from them, and they looked disinterested and non-competitive. and I thought, okay, where is this Kings team headed? So they needed wins, and they got them. But that, that, that Sabre game was a little bit confusing. And it was also confusing because there have been a few games this year, uh, especially even lately in the last 30 days, something goes terribly wrong and you look at the scoreboard and and they're down by several goals and it looks like it's about to be a blowout and the team doesn't quit. The team fights back and they end up tying the game or they end up pushing it even to overtime uh, or a shootout. Regardless of the outcome, there was still fighting the dog. And that game was interesting because it was 0-0 after 40 minutes and then they give up six goals there in the third period. So it was 20 minutes of bad hockey. And it came at the wrong time of the road trip as well because that looked like the game that they should win and they were going to end the road trip with a real tough one going into Boston. Boston doesn't lose at home, having, I believe, only lost one game uh, there at home uh, prior to the game against the Kings. And the, but if you talk about the fight in the dog, the fight was there uh, when they were playing the Bruins. And they came and they competed and they showed up well against one of the league's better teams and they were able to uh, secure a win and you know in, in the road trip on a high note, which is everything that they wanted and needed to do at that point. And then they've rattled off a couple of wins here. Uh, first time they had won back-to-back games in, in over a month, and then now they've won three in a row. It, it boils down to this, though, Boom. You, you have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and so getting a win over Anaheim, that, you, know, you have to win that game. There's no question about it. If the Kings are headed to the playoffs and the Ducks are headed to the lottery, the Kings had to win that game, and they did. They won it convincingly, 4-1. to one. Uh, and, and there were some really spectacular goals in that game as well, Fiala, et cetera. This next stretch, though, you know, getting Calgary. They're ahead of Calgary in the standings. It's that old four-point game when you're playing a Pacific Division rival. They need to win this game and then not have any excuses when they go into uh, Arizona tomorrow night because they're playing on a back-to-back with the second one coming on the road. So when you ask where this team is at, I, my, my shorter answer would be they're a little bit better than where they were three weeks ago but they're certainly not out of the woods yet. They need consistency in their game. And so as we see this next sort of stretch of games, we'll see if they're able to uh, find the consistency that they've been looking for all year. Well, let's start with this then. Uh, In the last 12 hockey games, the LA Kings have given up a massive 16 goals on the penalty kill. That's over a goal per game. Uh, Only four teams in the NHL have a worse PK than LA does uh, right now. And that's not something that's going to make Todd McClellan feel good at all where is the blame assigned for this one well it's an interesting thing too because last year uh it was you know all the talk was about improving the power play and they went out and hired jim hiller who's done some pretty fantastic things with the power play and the usage of players and schemes and things like that and while the power play is much improved uh the penalty kill is going the wrong way and uh, we were actually just talking about this on kings of the podcast yesterday that what an interesting time to be alive right now to be able to talk about the Kings being an offensive powerhouse. They score a lot of goals, 
But the thing that you never thought, especially over the last decade, the hallmark, the calling card of this team, regardless of the head coach, for more than 10 years now has been the defensive structure and their commitment to defense. And that all went out the window this year. Uh, there doesn't seem to be that same commitment to defense among the players. And they, I don't know if it's just they're excited to now all of a sudden have the capability of being a run-and-gun team that they've decided that's what they want to do. You clearly have seen McClellan frustrated at different points, um, especially earlier in the year, not so much uh, of late, but earlier in the year he, he was all but saying, you know, enough is enough, and uh, I'm waiting for these guys to decide to, you know, commit to playing defense. So, again, that consistency that I talk about. Sometimes you see it. And then other times you just shake your head and wonder what's going on. So uh, part of it has been they needed to get better goaltending. Part of it had been that they needed to sort of figure out what they were doing defensively. You have Sean Dersey playing on his offside on the second pair. Uh, they were trying to fit Brant Clark in earlier. Now they're trying to fit Jordan Spence in. So they're trying to sort their way through it. Phoenix Copley has come in, though, and, and sort of settled things down among the goaltenders. And uh, things seem to have been going in a better direction since then. So we'll have to see what happens here, uh, you know, over again, over the next seven to ten games and uh, see if things have truly settled down or if this was just a, a small blip on the radar and, uh, you know, the, the earlier part of the season was more indicative of who this team is right now. Yeah, I've only got time for one more, Johnny, and it was Copley. He's been a godsend to help get things turned around. The numbers say he's been real impressive, but the numbers also say that uh, Cal Peterson is doing all right in Ontario. How is that story playing out? Yeah, Cal's doing his thing down there. Uh, he's, he's stopping pucks. He had a shutout the other night. Um, he's doing what he needs to do. You know, five, six games played now uh, in the American League. You have to figure that he's probably there for a good couple more weeks. And Copley is certainly making it hard on them as well because uh, he's come in and done exactly what you needed him to do. And uh, it, it's, it's a great story. You talk about the Trevor Moore story. The Phoenix Copley story is a great story. I mean, first of all, the kid's from the North Pole. He's actually not a kid anymore, but uh, he's from the North Pole, so that's a great story in and of itself at this time of the year. But for somebody who was in the minors, biding his time, waiting, dying, you know, thirsting of getting back to the National Hockey League after that run that he had with the Washington Capitals a couple years ago, he's come in and given them exactly what, he, what they needed, and that was the ability to stop pucks and, and give them an opportunity to showcase their offense uh, and, and he's, he's just been a, a wonderful, wonderful story. And uh, every time that he gets another start, you sort of sit up a little bit more in your chair and go, well, that's interesting. Wow, McClellan's really rolling with the hot hand right here. He's been over the last couple of years, McClellan, that is, somewhat committed to the 50-50 starts between Quick and Peterson, but not of late. This is an extended run, run here and probably the longest that I can remember of Jonathan Quick uh, while he's healthy ever sitting on the sidelines, and he's only going to get one of these two final starts uh, before Christmas, you would expect. Questions whether it's going to be tonight against Calgary or tomorrow against Arizona. Uh, but Copley is certainly making it difficult on the Kings, uh, and so that puts additional pressure on Peterson to continue to raise his game, and we'll see how it plays out in January. We imagine uh, that there will be a flip and that Cal Peterson will be back up in the NHL, and Copley will return to the American League. But uh, until then, he's scooping up as many wins as he possibly can. Well done. Thanks for the time, Johnny. Enjoy the game, and happy holidays to you and yours. Happy holidays, Boom. Miss you. See you soon.